live from Southern California. It's the Slightly Serious Show. The Slightly Serious Show. The furthest thing from serious. And now, here is your host, Slightly, along with co-host Eric from Georgia. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the day you've all been waiting for. It is Friday. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. It's Friday and Sleepy Joe is still getting sleep and lined well, through his teeth and all that. But anyways, hopefully everyone is having a fantastic Friday. Hopefully you have some plans to go out and enjoy your weekend. And uh, for some of us, uh, our weekend might be spent trying to fix internet connections, apparently, <laughs> over in... Uh, uh, is everything okay over there? I mean, we've had issues all week uh, on the show as far as connection problems. Uh, it's just storming. It's not a Podbean oh. issue. It's a it's a God thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, may, hopefully uh, God will take care of uh, the situation for you. <laughs> uh, Producer Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing good for the most part um, at home. Um, of course, w- w- at least we're here. Yeah, at least we're here. Uh, you know, there's no other place we'd rather be, I guess. And, uh, you know, with uh, the upcoming weekend upon us uh, tonight, uh, had a fantastic meal by uh, Big Sexy. And uh, actually, for the first time, I've, I tried rice pudding. Has anybody ever tried rice pudding? It's good. Yeah, you like rice pudding? He added some uh, cinnamon on top with some raisins inside of it. And uh, don't forget the little green flour or mint or whatever that was. Oh, yeah, the mint, uh, he added a, a mint on top uh, as well. And so that was very delicious. And uh, we, I just finished that after having his sweet and sour spare ribs over rice. And that was, oh, that's one of my favorites. You're not spoiled, are you? Gosh. Well, you know how long it took him? It took him four hours slaving away in the kitchen. I don't know if I'm allowed to use that term anymore, but no. yeah, he was <laughs> away for four hours. Honeybee made homemade tiramisu one time, and I said, this was wonderful, but I never want you to make it again. It took her a whole day. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, that's that's right there. That's what you call passion when someone's yeah. in, the kitchen, uh, in the kitchen whipping something up special for you, and it's taking them hours, uh, you know, hell, all the way up to an entire day. Yeah, it was great, but, I mean, she was in there the whole day doing it. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think – the only thing I – I'm trying to think if there's one thing I could do for an entire day. Sleep. Oh, sleep would be good. Yeah, I could play poker for an entire day. I, I could do yeah, that. You, a good well, you got to have enough money to start off to do that. Well, no, you just start off with what you got, and you're just good at it. <laughs> yeah, we're not all good like you are at it. Well, you know, it, it uh, takes practice. And, uh, oh, I'm getting text messages uh, from uh, my business partner here. It says, uh, let's see, uh, San Diego County chair responds after public comment becomes heated during supervisor's meeting. Oh, that should be good. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Our, you know, our, our fa- fantastic guy, uh, County Supervisor Nathan Fletcher. Yeah, I mean, my God, he's like the second coming of Gavin Newsom. So uh-huh. I'll have to take a look and see what's going on there. I know that uh, there was a lot of people gathering at the County Board of Supervisors, um, anti-mask people, uh, basically, you know, as far as, you know, the mandate of children having to wear masks. That's a big thing here in San Diego that's going on right now. And uh, we'll uh, we'll have to follow up and see what happens with that. And 
Now, now I see dad's calling. Everybody thinks I have nothing to do, I guess. I don't know what's going on. But anyways, on to today's news. Uh, a couple things that have been forwarded to me and uh, would uh, like to get into. Uh, the first one is uh, comes from the BBC. And uh, it's not what you think it, the BBC stands for. But anyways, uh, Afghanistan, danger lies on Kabul's airport road to freedom. You know how... Um, I hate calling him our president, but he is our president. President Joe Biden says that he's got it uh, all planned out. It's all strategized that people are going to get out of there safely and all of that, right? And so the article reads, since the Taliban took control of the country at the weekend and closed land border crossings, the capital's airport has come become the only way out of the country for many. The militants have said that they don't want Afghans to leave the country. They have set up checkpoints on Airport Road, shown in the yellow here, for those of you on DLive. The main route to Hamid Karzai International Airport and have attacked people. I thought they were, weren't they supposed to be friendly? Yeah, they were supposed to be assisting and letting us evacuate the people. Yeah, I thought so too. Anyways, the violence is nobody told them. Oh, that's right, because the latest thing from out of Joe's mouth is nobody on the ground has been telling him that any bad things are happening, that everything is just smooth as pie. (laughs) Anyways, uh, the violence has left 12 people in the area dead, killed by gunshots or in stampedes. And since Saturday, an anonymous Taliban official told Reuters news agency, uh, meaning the journey to the airport is an increasingly treacherous one. And the images that you're about to see... Um, you know, if you want to listen to President Joe Biden, how he says, oh, everything's fine. They're going to let Americans come home. If you took a look, once you take a look at these pictures and especially this one video that uh, we're going to show you, I think you'll think otherwise, because if things are so safe, why are people jumping over walls? And I mean, they, it, it's almost like they're it's almost like they're trying to get into the United States uh, from Mexico. That's how bad it is. And if but, we have I mean, such control of the airport, why is it like that, too? I don't know. I think we should ask Joe Biden, but, you know, he'll just lie to us. Lying Joe. Uh, Anyways, the uh, militants are reportedly uh, preventing Afghans, including some of those with visas, from getting to the tarmac. But even before people fleeing reach the edge of the airport, they're being attacked en route. That's what witnesses are saying. A correspondent for the L.A. Times saw dozens of Taliban firing into the air, aiming weapons at crowds and using sticks and rope to lash civilians as they tried to make their escape. And uh, graphic images captured by Marcus Yam show at least one woman hurt and a young child left bloodied with what appears to be a head injury. And that's, uh, as you can see right there. And uh, the photos published by SBS showed an Afghan interpreter who appeared to have been attacked being treated for a gunshot wound. Crowds have also been gathering along the airport's perimeter of, to the north of the city, seen in the map above. Over the past uh, few days, with reports of Sampede injuring 17 people on Wednesday, many, of, many have been trying to climb barbed wire. And look at, I mean, you, you think I was joking when I said that it looks like people trying to get to the airport, uh, a.k.a. crossing the U.S.-Mexican border. I mean, look at the image that we're so- showing you. It's, it's the exact same thing. I can think of another wall that kind of looks similar to that. Oh, yeah? Which wall is that? Uh, the Berlin Wall. Oh, yeah. I said look, not looks, but, you know. Yeah, I think you're onto something. What's crazy slightly is that if they want to purge their country of non-believers, as they call it, you know, and install Sharia law and all that, 
then let the ones that don't want to follow the law go, and then they'll have their nice, obedient citizens. Well, why don't you think they want to do that? Why, why won't they let them go? Yeah. Oh, because they want to be rulers. Well, you'll, mean, and, you'll, and you know how they're going to treat the women and the children, right? Well, they say one thing, but they're showing another. It's it's just very frustrating, to be honest with you, in my opinion. And uh, I I wish the uh, administration would do a hell of a lot more than they are already. But uh, I don't think we should hold our breath to that. But uh, anyways, here's a, a video uh, basically showing what's going on with uh, basically in this video, you're going to see how babies are ba basically being you know, tossed over a wall just to try to get to safety. And uh, we'll give you a better look in look at that right here. And let's try that. So, uh, so yeah, the, this little girl, uh, if, you, if you're over on DLive, you're able to see what's going on. But basically, it's showing how they are getting uh, people across this wall. Because, I mean, the, the, the roads to the airport, they're all being, uh, you know, they're all blocked off by the Taliban. And, uh, I mean, this is the only way they see that they can get to safety. And it's really sad. And you kind of notice what looks like people waving some possibly passports and others papers, which are probably documentation showing that they had assisted the American government. Well, you know, one of the things that I was kind of thinking, right, as I, as I watched this video for the second time, maybe the reason why, maybe the reason why Joe Biden thinks it is that things are going so great over there. You remember in the summer of last year when uh, all of those peaceful protesters, it kind of looked like the same thing what's going on in Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'd almost have to say there's less violence going on around that airport than there was during the peaceful protest over here. Yeah, no, no you got a point there. But uh, it's uh, either way, they're both, all of them are horrible situations. Yeah. And uh, something needs to be done. And hopefully, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the hell Joe's going to do, if he's going to do anything. But meanwhile, British troops are going out into the city and getting their people. Yeah, everybody, it seems like everybody is getting out except for Americans right now. Can someone explain that to me? How is that? Don't we have a, don't, doesn't our, uh, our administration, our military men and women, uh, don't they deserve to uh, get back home safely? I mean, One would every, other, every other country is making sure that their people are getting back safely. Like I said yesterday, hey, Joe, why don't you send like 10,000 military men and women to rescue the people that are stuck over there? I don't know. I mean, I, I know it sounds so simple, right? And I know it's not, but show, show some sympathies. Show some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean... Good Lord. You know, compassion. In, yeah, some compassion, um, so, some dignity as well. I mean, yeah. doesn't he have any dignity to care about Americans? Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that because look what he's been doing to us for the first seven months. Um, I just I just don't get it. I mean, going in to that election of 2020, 
I know we joked, or you know, semi joked around about him being incompetent and him being so old and him not knowing a damn thing. I honestly didn't think he would be this freaking bad. It's worse than I thought originally. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was going to be worse than uh, what it is? Or did you, is this what you guys portrayed uh, of what was going to happen? Uh, honestly, it's, I don't think it's hit as bad as I imagined. Not just Afghanistan. I'm just talking about his administration. Oh, you thought it was going to be worse? Oh, I think there's more to come even with his administration. Oh, don't say that, Pert. Come on. Well, don't ask my opinion. I just, I'm just telling you. Come on, I, man. I really, I really, I really think probably the most intelligent, truthful thing Obama ever said was his line about don't underestimate Joe. Yeah. Well, Obama's the same guy that says uh, Joe can fuck up a wet dream too, right? Yeah, yeah. but not but necessarily not, in those exact same words, but well, that's what I'm talking about. His comment was don't underestimate the ability of Joe to fuck things up. Yeah. <sighs> did you, uh, Eric, did you think that it was going to be as bad as it was, or do you think it's better than what you thought it would be? I figured it was going to be pretty bad. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to some lighter news and uh, dose, this might be a, a news story for you. I have some serious bad news, maybe good for the economy, good for employers searching for employees, because uh, as of yesterday, the folks over at OnlyFans have been told to get rid of all of their porn. Yeah, OnlyFans porn is uh, they're banning uh, it, which is in turn a quote kick in the teeth for creators, according to the BBC. Um, I thought so, what that place was all about. Y- yeah, I thought so too. But now they're going to have to. Uh, they're going to have to. Uh, I, all these young uh, people that are like jerking around, <laughs> they're going to have to find something else to uh, portray to everybody. I guess. Uh, OnlyFans has has uh, plenty of cooking tutorials and fitness classes, but it's best known for one thing, and that's porn, as you all know. But that's going to all soon change. The subscription site has announced that it will block sexually explicit photos and videos from October, although some nude content will still be allowed. OnlyFans creators have told Radio 1 Newsbeat the changes are, quote, a kick in the teeth. It's Tessa Williams, who is 22 from Birmingham, stated making explicit OnlyFans content with his boyfriend earlier this summer to repay financial debts he's racked up. He said, uh, it's giving us a living. He has another job outside of sex work, but worries for his friends in the industry who don't have a regular income to fall back on. Quote, if you're not allowed to post really explicit content, it's going to be a massive kick in the teeth, he tells Newsbeat. We're doing it from the comfort of our own homes. No, excuse me, of our own bedrooms. It's giving us a living. It could be getting people off drugs, off the streets. Anyways, uh, making porn is helping people, and they still want to put bans on it. That's just disgusting, he said. OnlyFans, OnlyFans makes its money by taking 20% of all payments made to people like Tessa. It reported a 75% increase in the cre- new creators in May of last year when we were all stuck at home during lockdown. It reported to porn of... A report into porn by Ofcom also found OnlyFans' site has grown in popularity during the pandemic. So I guess everybody's just sitting home watching porn, I guess. Anyways, OnlyFans will, be, will hope that banning porn will make it more attractive to investors, and it will therefore be able to build on its base 
of 130 million users. Um, I think someone should uh, let OnlyFans know that they're only known for porn. <laughs> Nothing yes. else. Did you see the article today that lady that was the white lady that was head of the NAACP but identified as black and got in all that trouble last year? No, I didn't see that. There was an article on the Fox News app that she was joining OnlyFans to do pictures of her feet and squats. Feet and squats. So you get to see some feet and some booty. Is that what you're telling me? I, I, that's the way I took it out of the article. But yeah, it was in there because I saw the headline. I did a double take and then opened it up and read like the first paragraph. I'm like, oh my gosh. Unbelievable. Doe says next, next week's headline is going to be OnlyFans allows pornography again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, those 130 million users that they have, uh, when there's no porn, uh, that might go down to like 30 million. And I'm just giving that a, I think that's like a positive outlook. But uh, I don't know. But we'll see. We'll see if uh, all these uh, porn creators will go out and seek regular full-time jobs or uh, what they decide to do. Well, I may uh, have missed it while you were reading that, but did they mention how what percentage or how many of their registered uh, members are, are using it as a porn, or did they mention that? No, they haven't uh, mentioned that in this article of how many, uh, you know, what the percentage of uh, porn is on there, but... I'd be curious to know. I, I would be, too, and... Uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Seeker says 75%, but the 75% in this report was an increase in new creators, which, you know, probably most of them are, you know, porn. But I think that's a statistic that only fans would probably not want to reveal because that would show the extent of how much porn is actually on their side. Possible. But my question is, because they said that they're still like up here, it says, although some nude content will still be allowed. So what is sexually explicit? Well, maybe nude content. Maybe they're talking about a mother breastfeeding or something. I don't know. Well, I'm thinking that maybe these content creators can still be nude or naked, but uh, no actual physical sexual type things going on. I don't know. Then that's really kind of not getting rid of the pornography. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, uh, there was another gal that was going to say, um, anyways, that's about all. No, no. So OnlyFans, uh, for you, those, for those of you that like to go to OnlyFans.com, you're going to have to go just find another website, I guess. I, don't worry. There's plenty of them out there to fulfill your needs. I promise. <sighs> so yesterday we touched a little bit, right? On, uh, what was it? We talked about Lowe's getting woke. Bank of America. And then you were saying Bank of America. Yep. And lo and behold, Fox News comes out with an article yesterday, and uh, the headline is Bank of America, Lowe's sponsored CRT training, urging whites to see power to people of color. Yeah. The days are here, I'm telling you. Anyways, the article reads, Bank of America's Make of Bank of America, Lowe's and Truist Financial Corporation sponsored a United Way critical race theory quote, racial equity 21-day challenge, claiming that America is systemically and institutionally racist, encouraging participants to, quote, decolonize their minds and to get, quote, woke at work and urging people, urging white people to cede power to people of color. Christopher Rufo, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute, first revealed the critical race theory challenge 
presenting documents he obtained from a whistleblower. Rufo, Rufo reported that Bank of America encouraged North Carolina employees to undertake the, quote, racial equity 21-day challenge. But support for the critical race theory training extended far beyond that Bank of America branch. In December of 2020, United Way of Central Carolinas issued a press release announcing the challenge. Quote, black and brown people continue to face tremendous obstacles to achieve economic mobility across our country and here in the Charlotte region. This project allows each of us to examine the systems and policies that have historically disadvantaged those populations and benefited others. United Way of Central Carolina's president and CEO, Laura Clark, said in the statement, Tourist Financial Corporation Lowe's and Bank of America saved as, served as, quote, presenting sponsors and equity champions for the challenge. And uh, I don't know. The, United, the, the other quote that uh, I have here is, quote, all sponsors have the opportunity to share the racial equity 21-day challenge activity with their employees to encourage participation. Um, and it doesn't really go into details unless it's down here a little bit, but I'm going to go into what uh, some of the stuff that they get into is. The document uh, claims that people of color cannot be racist. Huh, shocking. Maybe that's why everybody else, is, it's, it's uh, you know, okay when society to be racist towards white people, right? Anyways, quote, racism used to, is used to justify the position of the dominant group white people in this case, and to uphold white supremacy and superiority. Everyone can be biased and engage in bigoted and belittling behavior that is intolerant of other perspectives. But racism is by definition a form of of oppression exercised by the dominant racial group, a.k.a. white people. I would beg to differ. That's going to vary depending upon what area you're in. This is this is all a bunch of bullshit. It's all it's I mean, it's it's crap. Just because you're a, a certain color means nothing. But if you want to play the victim card, then you're going to use that to your advantage. It's kind of like anytime, you know, uh, Congress members or local governments, anytime they have a chance to use the children, they'll use that to their advantage. Anytime they can use the, the race card, the race card, they'll use that as well. You gonna tell me whites are the dominant racial group in Detroit and Chicago? Oh yeah, you know that the only reason part that there's gun violence in Chicago is because of white people. Did we make them? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why sixty to seventy people yeah. get shot over the every weekend. I, I hey, I've seen the pictures of the people they show. I I, I challenge you on that one. I don't know. You're gonna have to take that up with uh, you know America's favorite racist mayor, Lori. Google I shouldn't. I shouldn't talk about it about her like that. But gosh, she is one weird-looking human. Well, you know, I, I mean, I just don't like her because she don't like to talk to white people. But that's not racist because she's a, a yeah. person of color, so she's allowed to say that. Anyways, um, oppression based on so, uh, socially constructed concept of race used by the dominant racial group, whites over non-dominant racial groups. It goes on to say we need to lower our standards so that people of color can get in, advance, and make it. Really? We're going we're gonna to lower our standards for what? These are the same freaking idiots that want to give you a fucking participation trophy. Oh, you did a good job. You fucking you took you an hour longer than it did every other kid. But here's your trophy, little Johnny. 
So we, we're going to lower the standards. How about this? How about we just hand everything over to them? They could work. We can stand at home, collect government cheese like they have. And then, you know, we'll just uh, continue on with life. Since we're going to lower the standards, I mean, what's the point of busting our ass? What's the point of, I don't, I don't get it. Where's the incentives? Are there any incentives? I mean, the, so now the more, you, the more you make, no matter what, you're going to be placed behind the people that can't make it. I don't give a shit what their race is, but if you're going to lower standards just because, why not? Why not? This is a, a, a crazy thought, I'm telling you. It really is crazy, I'm sure. But why not get not just the people of color, but all people? To increase their standards. Why do we got to lower our standards? That's just like saying, you know what? Everybody that's coming across the southern border who doesn't speak English. Oh, well, we need to learn Spanish so we can accommodate them. Fuck that. Yeah, I think they've already said that. Oh, yeah. No. But anyways, this is, this is the, the radical left here. This is, this is unbelievable. And uh, the next uh, line was, can people of color be racist? No. Racism is used to justify the position of the dominant group. How is it that white people are the dominant group? Like you were saying earlier, Pertwee, how are the white people dominant in cities like Chicago, in Detroit? And you're going to tell me LeBron James is not a racist? (laughs) (laughs) He's a rich racist. Yes. Uh, but but you know what? He's still oppressed, Bert. We have to feel bad for him. We we have to lower our standards for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's been so deprived growing up, right? Oh yeah, the poor not kid. afforded any opportunities. No, held down. He's been held down. He's been oppressed. I mean, the only thing he can do is shoot a basketball. Apparently, I, I mean, wish somebody would oppress me. Right? I I wish I was oppressed and. Well, the only thing I knew was how to, uh, you know, throw a basket, uh, a basketball into a hoop. I'd love to be impressed. And it's a small ball with a big ass hoop. They should make it. Hey, they have bigger hoops there than that than you do at the carnival. You try to win your fucking stuff. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> Carnival's backwards. Prescott Bob says Chicago. There's 117,000 gang members. And 13,000 cops. He saw that on the news the other night. And that's, that's amazing. And slightly just think about it. That's just gang members. That's not all the people that break the laws. That's just people that are members of gangs. Exactly. Uh, Prescott Bob, no. Uh, according to the, the people of the left, Al Sharpton is not racist. Hmm. You know, he, he's not a part. Uh, he's not a part of the, what was the uh, thing? Uh, he is not a part of the dominant group. So would you call him what, an opportunist? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's just like every other politician, an opportunist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agitator is another name for him, but, um, but, but it just seems like him and Jesse Jackson and Louis Farrakhan are just basically hailed as political martyrs because in, in, the, in, in certain people's eyes, they can do no wrong. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. And uh, there's another thing in here before we move on. It says, quote, I'm tired of talking about white power, white privilege, supremacy. What really needs to happen is we need to learn to have constructive relationships, learn to communicate, try to help them. Imagine that. 
Anyways, uh, the, the rebuttal to that is it is true that we have to learn to be more constructive, to have more constructive relationships and communication. And we have to recognize that racism is a system of oppression that is used to uphold the power of the dominant racial group. In this case, white people. You see how they always go back, oh, well, yeah, that's true. We need to do that, but we need to recognize white people are bad. It is used to preserve unearned privilege and the myth of white superiority. This is the water in which we swim in this country. So failing to see it, talk about it, and work actively to shift it essentially helps to keep racism in place. (sighs) Thank God the weekend's coming. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, my God. Anyways, the 21-day challenge lectures participants on the concepts of intersectionality, systematic oppression, unconscious bias, white privilege, white fragility, and and, uh, anything else. Uh, So, anyways. So, if you deal with Bank of America, if you go to Lowe's, tell them to fuck off. Don't don't, uh, utilize those establishments because they're all about – they're all – Basically, if you're white, you're a pile of dog crap to them. So we're going to take our first time out for the night. Appreciate you listening to us on a Friday evening. We'll be right back right after this. You've been listening to the Slightly Serious Podcast. If you haven't laughed, been offended, or engaged, then turn up the damn volume. Be sure to follow and catch us weeknights at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Anyway. And, uh, oh, I see that Honeybee got some popcorn making stuff. Oh, yeah. Pop that popcorn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I see slightly taking a big swig out of the mug. Oh, yeah. That, uh, oh, my oh God. yes. It's, uh, it's fantastic. It, uh, oh, thank you so much. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I just get stressed out when we talk about the crap, uh, like the whole race this and race that. Yeah, I was a little concerned you were going to fall off your soapbox a while ago. Yeah, I mean, I got a little red in the face. I mean, I know mm-hmm. it's not that hot here, but it's just. We're going to have to install a seatbelt on there for you. How, <laughs> right. How is it, though, that people cannot objectively take themselves out of the situation and look at it from a non-biased dynamic? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's racist people out there, uh, but. Racist people come in all shapes and sizes and colors. I yep. mean, it's not just white people. I know certain black people that hate Mexicans. But, uh, you know, even though I guess they're racist, these people on the left say, oh, well, he's not racist. He's just doesn't he's like just Mexican. <laughs> Basically, well, well, another term that that would probably get kicked around Um as far as racism is concerned, another term out there is called implicit bias. Yeah, there is uh, implicit bias. Um, I don't um, and and Fe- Felix and Ann had a good episode of the Swap Doesn't Lie this evening too, where where they where he talked about like when he used to work in the nursing homes and you know and stories about people who came down with dementia who never ever in their lives had a racist bone in their bodies, but but when they developed dementia, especially when near the end of their lives um it's almost like nasty behaviors start displaying themselves and and the people afflicted by that awful illness that don't realize that they're doing it yeah i mean you you can't fault people that are not in the right state of mind mm-hmm. I mean, 
not a rational, you know, they might say some off the wall things. There might not be a filter. They don't even know half the time what they're talking about. So we can't are, are they, they, for what they say. <laughs> are you saying are, are, you're right? Yeah. But yeah, you know, and you know, and I, I know we probably know, know people in our lives that, that have been, been to that situation. Some, some dead, some still living and, you know, and I know you, we can't help but feel sorry for some for some of these people, but 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 at the same same time, you know that you know that there there's no excuse if if you're if you're doing it willfully of your own volition and and are in your right state of mind. Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. I mean, I I can say, and with no regrets, the day that Al Sharpton dies, I'll throw a party because he's just a total scumbag. And did anybody put him on the pick three? No, I should have, but I didn't. <laughs> Um, but, but, you know, people, you know and, yeah. people on the left, people on the left, when they hear me say that, they're automatically say, oh, well, you're saying that because you're racist. No, because I'm saying that because I don't like the fact that he's a racist and an opportunist. Well, you're somebody with common sense slightly. And me and Pert, we have common sense, too. Um, we, we basically call a spade a spade. Well, Pert, we doesn't, Pert, we doesn't like to call a spade a spade. He, he, uh, <laughs> mm, I'm careful on that one. I, I guess it was just the area, the area I grew up in, you know, I guess. Yeah. Well, to sum everything up on how I feel about society, producer Eric shared this one video of this one gal. Donald Wayne from Trust Talk alerted me to it, but I think you might enjoy it, and I think our audience might enjoy it. So stick around. It's nearly a minute long. So here we go. Enjoy that. Maybe. And, of course, uh, I'm going to have to refresh it, of course. Why does this always happen? I hate Twitter, Twitter. Someone's oh, yeah. going to have to reach out to da- Jack Dorsey and tell him he needs to fix this crap. Anyways, here we go. Maybe. Oh, my goodness. One Come on second. now. I know, right? It, it, every, every time happens to us, every single time we're on the show. So we're going to uh, rewind this back, and here you go. I have to apologize for it. I'm not allowed to go to church, but I can burn churches to the ground. I'm not allowed to open my own business, but I can go loot and destroy other people's business. Um, it, it didn't get the beginning part. I have a gun and I'm dressed in blue. I'm a racist pig. But if I walk around destroying my city with bricks and masks, I'm considered a peaceful protester. I'm not allowed to peacefully protest the lockdown at my capital, but I can go destroy and graffiti my capital. I'm not allowed to go to the park to play t-ball with my family, but I can destroy the park. I'm not allowed to protect our historical monuments in history, but I can go tear them down and have them land on top of people. I'm not allowed to have an opinion on racial matters because I'm white, but if I don't have an opinion on it, I'm the reason why people are oppressed. I can go riot in the streets with the BLM, but if I go to a Trump rally, COVID-19 magically appears. Does anyone else not see the hypocrisy in all of this? I am done with your bullshit. If I say... That's how I feel. And apparently we missed the first couple of seconds. Uh, um, we, we go ahead and replay it again from the start in case has, anybody missed that first half. It has to do with all, um, the Black Lives Matter folks. So here, here's the first part. Again. If I say all lives matter, I'm a racist. If I stand for my flag, I have to apologize for it. I'm not allowed to go to church, but I can burn churches to the ground. And I think you guys heard the rest of that. So. Oh, yes. Yeah, so that's uh, that's that's how that's where we're at in society. That's our wonderful mm-hmm. uh, states of America, where the land of the free and uh, the land of uh, the white racists. Apparently, uh, that's mm-hmm. where we're at. So, 
Shame on all you white people. <laughs> See, now it's gotten awful quiet. Even Pertwee even muted himself. <laughs> Anyways, ah, uh, well, for you Jeopardy fans out there, you know how well uh, we reported last week <laughs> that Mr. Mike Richards was going to be uh, the host. Well, Sony Pictures of America, who might also be woke after this, they mm-hmm. have. They have uh, canceled Mike Richards. He's not going to be the host anymore. Apparently, back in, what was it, uh, the early 2000s, apparently mm-hmm. Mike was a little bit sexist, uh, you know, according to uh, some things that have surfaced. It says that uh, Richards, uh, let's, on Friday, Sony Pictures confirmed that Richards had agreed to step aside as host, uh, forcefully, by the way. Make sure, want to make sure of that that is known. In a statement, Richard said the backlash had created too much of a distraction for our fans and not the right move for the show. Richard's hasty exit as host came a day after the Anti-Defamation League called for an investigation after a report surfaced in the ringer that Richard's made disparaging comments regard remarks about Jews, women, and other groups in episodes of the comedy podcast The Random Show. Recorded back in 2013, 2014. So, um, so seven years ago, it was a comedy show, mm-hmm. but they want to hold it against him. Okay, I see. It's because he's white. Yeah, I mean, what about these uh, comedians like Kevin Hart and Chris Rock and those kind of people? Well, what about oh, what Lord. about Howard, what about Howard Stern? I mean, he's made some crude comments over the years, hasn't he? And he's still uh, over on the airwaves. And but he makes them about everybody, including his own people. So. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, seriously, you know, so it is what it is. And it's a, I, I take it as a crude, but comedy show. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think it's, uh, has a lot more to do with just him making comments back in 2013, 2014. Well, I think that's yeah. a way to get him out of there after the backlash they got for choosing him anyway. Yeah. Well, and, and I know that you, you could probably bet a lot of the LeVar Burt, Burt Burton fans are probably rejoicing. I mean, are they going to finally hire him or, or are they going to be prepared to be disappointed yet again? Um, not that I, not that I'd like to stir controversy. <laughs> yeah. Me neither. Um, and I have no idea who LeVar Burton is, is what, what race is LeVar Burton? Um, he's black. Um, you know, Jordan he was Star on, Trek. yeah, he was on Star Trek, the next generation. And he was also on that, children's television program reading rainbow he also was on roots as toby oh yeah kuta kinte i, I, I yeah, remember that yeah. character yeah he got his beginning there thanks for the cup of coffee there honeybee and the fantastic new coffee mug by the way um but where i was going with that so here's here's the headline i am foreseeing right and for some reason i don't think it's going to be lavar burton because the the person that was going to be the backup was another gal, I think, wasn't it? Maya Bialik. Yeah, aka yeah, Maya- Blossom. So, if that were the case, if she was going to be the backup, wouldn't she be the one that should be taking the position? I don't know. She's white. Well, well that's where I'm going. Well, she's Jewish white. <laughs> well, that's she's either- white. Well, yeah, but the, the, Jewish thing, the Jewish thing might hold, uh, I'm telling you, the Jewish thing, if, uh, you know, especially in entertainment, that holds, uh, that's that's I, that's worse. I wouldn't mind seeing her as a, not that I really watch that show, but I wouldn't mind seeing her as a host. So if she doesn't become the host 
and say Mr. Bialik becomes the host, there's going to be a lot Mrs. of Mrs. Bialik. I thought you said Mr. Or, I'm sorry, not the Bialik. Uh, the other guy, Lavar Burton becomes if Mr. Burton. Yeah, Mr. Burton becomes the host. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of people out there uh, saying, "Yeah, you 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 put the kibosh on the white guy just because he is white." Well, I mean, in beauty pageants, as much as I hate the let's vote on the most plasticized woman on stage, if the winner has to step down, the runner-up advances. Right, and that should be in, in and in this case, it should be the same exact thing. So I'm expecting Maya Bialik to become the host. Hey, Kentucky mm-hmm. Derby, same way. The horse got disqualified, second place won. Right. So we'll see how it plays out. We'll keep a close eye on it. And uh, I, I know that there's a lot of people that wanted LeVar Burton to be uh, the mm-hmm. host. But if you're telling uh, telling uh, everybody in society that, uh, you know, your first pick was your executive producer. And by the way, he's still going to go back. Mike Richards will still go be going back and being the executive producer, which is kind of weird to me. Because if you really got a problem with the guy and his actions and his behaviors from his past over seven, eight years ago, then just can the guy. Why are you keeping him on your staff? Yeah, so he's going to be the boss mm-hmm. and they're going to keep him. <laughs> right. Makes sense. Well, th- th- that doesn't sound right either. Um, but with with my, my Bialik um, as the host, um, you know, watch people come out like saying that, you know, that it's all like part of the whole like feminist culture. And I think we've heard that before. Well, I, th- I think no matter what, uh, at the end of the day, you know, we, we're going to be able to spin it however the hell we want. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, you well, know, the media's going to spin it the way they see fit, too. Exactly. And, that, and that's so- what happened. But what I think ultimately is the main thing, and this is just me trying to come from the heart, speak, from, speak my truth. Sony Pictures of America screwed the pooch on this. They know they pissed off all of their fans by putting my alienated re- big, big base. Right. And so now they're trying to come up with anything they can saying, oh, you know what? Never mind. We can't have this guy because of this. But here's who you wanted. So I think it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's dollars and cents. It has, you know, to be honest with you, I don't really believe when it comes down to it, when it boils down to it, that any entertainment group or company all they give a shit about at the end of the day is the bottom line mm-hmm. so it was a convenient way for them to cover their mistake exactly oh yeah so well be- um and we know that the jeopardy franchise is not going to be the same since alex trebek he's not coming back but but you know it's companion show will of fortune still has pat say jack and vanna white and then many people would even argue that the price is right technically isn't the same without bob barker and and then Family Feud, uh, over the nearly 50 years it's been on, you've seen like turnovers of like different hosts from the legendary Richard Dawson to Ray Combs, um, Louis Anderson, Richard Karn. And, yeah, well, well, Ray Combs and Richard Dawson are deceased, but you still have others, former hosts of that show that are still living. And Steve Harvey is the current incumbent host of that show. You know, and, and, and I, I love to watch Family Feud. And I think uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Steve Harvey does an excellent job. Oh, yes. It's hilarious. Which I, we do give him credit for that, yes. But one thing is this. Great comic timing, too. The problem that I have is that with everything that's going on with cancel culture and the words that come out of people's mouths, I guarantee you, 
if the same content was coming out of another host who might be, what is, what is the word the left likes to use? The dominant race out of a white person. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I mean, because I'm telling you, some of the, I mean, it's funny as shit. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy it. I'm entertained. But It'd be another shit storm. It would be. Oh, I guarantee it. And it looks like uh, our, our good friend Perwi lost sound. He's experiencing technical difficulties with storms. Richard Dawson wouldn't make it as a family feud host nowadays. Yeah, he wouldn't. He would be he'd be fired for sexual harassment, probably. That's uh that's basically how oh, it goes. Oh yeah. But uh I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and you know, with with Wheel of Fortune, they've tried many other hosts in the past, and it fails mm-hmm. every time miserably. So Yeah. Well, and you've had Pat and Vanna stay there for practically the longest time. Um but there, there was a time when Bob Goen and Chuck Woolery were there, and and then you've seen game show franchises be revived time and time again. We've seen it with Match Game, To Tell the Truth, Hollywood Squares, and Let's Make a Deal. Yeah, that you have. That uh, Vanna sa- uh, Do- Dose says Vanna needs to go. What's going on? Is the plastic surgery catching up with her or what, Dose? I haven't watched that show in, in, in years. Welcome back, Perwe. Thank you. Um, any reason why uh, you want Vanna to go, Dose? Do you do you need some sex? Or you don't like her wood wardrobe? I don't know what what uh, problem Dose has. Do you do you want a tranny in there instead, Dose? <laughs> <laughs> um, or or a or RuPaul or um or Harvey Firestein, aka Edna from Hairspray. Oh my God! Could you imagine this? Let's have for when Vanna White and Pat Sajak retire. We're gonna have Steve Harvey as the host uh-huh. and RuPaul as Vanna White. <laughs> oh, that, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. Uh, Doe says a training would be great. Yeah, okay. He, he could turn the letters with that big ass wig he wears. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> oh my god. Well, uh, more unsettling. Speaking of trannies and such, apparently. DC is getting woke. DC comics might be getting woke. Or oh, they just might be. I saw that. Can you believe that? Apparently, Superman will still will soon be announced as gay. I don't know if you've but heard about this or not, but this is crazy. He, he and Lois Lane had a love affair. What's up with that? But here's the thing. After I read the article, I think it's more so that Superman's son is going to be gay and not Superman himself. I don't know. I'm confused, but maybe we can iron this all out. All right. DC is showing its pride by expanding the, its LGBT plus representation with some of its most iconic characters. The newest Superman, Jonathan Kent, Clark Kent's son, will s- soon be uh, announced as gay. That's according to former DC Comics artist Ethan Van Skiver, who said this is coming on a stream from his YouTube channel. So I'm trying to understand this. I thought Clark Kent was Superman. Did he die and now uh, Jonathan Kent is not the new Superman? Is that how it goes? I don't know. I don't have any problem with him having a gay I'd Superman. probably take Supergirl. I just don't want him taking old superheroes that have established background lines, you know, character lines, and switching them just to try and be woke, per se. Agree. So now, so, yeah, but I'm, I'm just, yeah, and I don't care, what, you know, what fictional character is gay or not, but it's just, uh, I'm just trying to, Clark Kent was Superman, wasn't he? Yeah, but I mean, you, you've got the movie line of Superman, and then you have the comic book line of Superman. And the comic book line of Superman has continued to go on and progress, where the movie line just kind of 
keeps redoing the same kind of movies with, with different actors in them, you know? But I think at one point, mm-hmm. now that you mentioned it, I think at one point in the comic books, they did kill Superman. Okay. Oh. Uh, well, I think the people you really do not want to alienate when it comes to comic book characters like Superman and Batman and Spider-Man is you do not want to alienate a group of people called the fanboys. The fan? Oh, is that the, are those the people that uh, buy their comic books? Yeah, yeah, and they have followed it for decades too, and um, and they did their part to manage to keep certain franchises alive, even when when the popularity went downhill. Well, and and I mean no disrespect when I say this, but when there's Comic Con here in San Diego, which mm-hmm. is like the biggest, we have Dragon Con here in Atlanta. I mean, oh my God, talk about the freaks come out! The gay Superman oh, yeah. already has a fan slightly. You've heard of them, the Proud Boys. well i'm thinking this right so superman's gonna be gay does that mean he's gonna be hooking up with robin (laughs) possibility (laughs) might be a big age difference there though well maybe maybe robin's into daddies i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and um and now like robin is being uh, depicted as a pansexual too from what i have recently read I thought he was bisexual. What the hell is pansexual? Do you fry him in the pan or what? I don't know. Um, and then I did, of course, mention a movie down in chat that I think you and Big Sexy might be interested in checking out. I can't think of the name of the movie, but it has Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes you know, depicted as drag queens. Um, but I'm sure you might look that one up and see what it's all about. Okay. It was a movie that came out decades ago. I'll definitely mention it to uh, Big Sexy and see what he has to say. BP says... So his son is going to be Super Finger Statman. <laughs> Dawson chat says the drunken Superman at the gay bar scene will be tough to pull off. Well, you know what? Superman would get a lot of uh, free drinks if he wore his uh, costume in, in the bar. I'll say that. But anywho, I thought that was interesting. Looks like everything is going just crazy. Oh yeah, big sexy. He his uh his, he uh he did hear something. Well, let's see what else do we have. And uh, Eric, you you brought up a thing that uh, the ABC News uh, yeah bad editing on the George Stephanopoulos interview with um with Biden yeah you so know, in, raising a lot of questions. So in an interview with uh, ABC's George Stephanopoulos, Mr. Biden was asked about the Taliban's future strategy for governing Afghanistan. Stephanopoulos asked, what happens now in Afghanistan? Do you believe the Taliban have changed? The president responded, no. I think, let me put it this way. I think they're going to going through some sort of an existent, existential crisis about do they want to be recognized by the international community as a, being a legitimate government. I'm not sure they do. So when uh, basically ABC got rid of, I don't know why they did this, and I don't understand why, but they Mm -hmm. went around and changed it and misquoted it, and the edited version of his remarks was, no, I'm not sure they do. So, you know, like we've said um, for the past year and a half about mainstream media, uh, it's all fake news. They'll report whatever the hell they feel like it, even if it's not the truth. And uh, this is just another prime example. Or if they're being given specific orders. 
Yeah, it, it makes no sense to me. I mean, what's the, you know, why would they want to try to mislead people on the story? But obviously they have their own agendas. And uh, Perwi, uh, he uh, sent me this the other day, and it's very bothersome to me. Apparently, some dipshits are uh, out and about selling this distasteful T-shirt. I don't know if you've seen this or not, but the uh, T-shirt is green. And on this T-shirt, it says the Kabul skydiving team, our club. And, you know, the video that we showed you, it didn't the entire thing, but, you know, you had teenagers that were, you know, thousands of feet in the sky hanging on onto, you know, these airliners that were falling through the sky. And just for someone even having the thought of trying to make a dime off of people trying to seek their own freedom and their own liberties desperate enough to try to hold onto a freaking airplane to get out of their country and falling to their death. Mm-hmm. That's just sick. And, uh, I just couldn't believe, uh, I just couldn't believe that anybody would eat in their, and anybody would even think of coming up with such a thing. Do you know, do we know who, who came up with this perk? No, I, I did not see that. All I saw was what I had sent you, but uh, I, I mean, somebody did, and that's the sad. Yeah, no dose. They're not bombs. They uh, they were just people, uh, and uh, it's just sickening uh, just to even think that uh, humanity would even think of coming up with crap like that just to make a you know, and who who would think that low too? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's horrible. It really is. Anyways. I think we're going to open it up. I, I uh, you know, we'll, we'll do our break here in the coming minutes, and after that, we'll kind of open things up. It's the weekend is the weekend has come. Uh, you know, it's upon us. If anybody wants to call in, we'll go ahead and open up lines. If anybody would like to talk about any of the stories we've talked about, or hell, anything else you'd like to talk about, and uh, I think we're going to uh, take our last break right now. We'll do it a little early. You're listening to the Slightly Serious Show on a Friday. Enjoying yourselves? Then please be sure to follow the show on Podbean and many of the other social media platforms, including Twitter at Slightly Serious, Instagram, and Facebook. Our podcasts are also available to download on many different platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, and many more. (sighs) All right. I I had to get a nice big swig of water. Oh. Mm-hmm. It's, my, my my throat's like dry. Oh yeah. Anyways, so what have we got going on for the weekend, producer Eric? Is there any exciting <laughs> things going on in the world? Well, n- n- nothing really special I can think of, but I think of some additional stories I sent you on Twitter. There was one interesting story Yahoo Entertainment picked up from Variety about like the turnover cycles in the news industry. That r- really I I read about. Sounded very interesting if you are interested in checking that out. Yeah, I can uh, I can go ahead and uh, take a look at that one. Um, let's see. Um, the, the title, like TV news turnover, anchors, producers test new avenues after extreme cycle. All right. Oh, Doe Do says that he heard that you have a date this weekend there, producer Eric. <laughs> I wish. Oh. Maybe, maybe Dose has the hot date. <laughs> 
Oh my. So um, this is being reported by uh, Brian Steinberg of Variety. And uh, mm-hmm. news turnover anchors producers test new avenues after extreme cycle. And uh, the report states behind the scenes, the TV news biz is reeling as top talent exit rare, f- rare field posts for new ventures worn out after intense year covering the Trump administration and the rise of the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I, I'm thinking that there's a big shift because there's not much to talk about. They're, they're big news oh, yeah. out of circulation. Anyways, four of the TV's top new programs, ABC's Good Morning America, CBS Evening News, NBC Nightly News, and the fourth hour of NBC's Today Morning franchise are on the hunt for a new executive producers. Some prominent TV journalists are testing non-traditional ventures, while CBS This Morning shook up its roster by bringing in football analyst Nate Burleson to share anchoring duties with Gail King and Tan Docupil. Tony DeCoppel. Okay, that too. <laughs> Fox News continues to rely on a roster of different personnel to lead the 7 o'clock opinion show, as well as a slot designed for a liberal commentator at the 5. Across the industry, there's a collective sense of exhaustion. There's extreme burnout and fatigue coming off the campaign and pandemic, and nothing is really being done about it, says one network correspondent. Even Rachel Maddow, the linchpin of MSLSD's primetime schedule, is mulling ways to balance her work and life. Endeavor is negotiating with NBC Universal on her behalf for a new contract, and one topic apparently up for discussion is whether the anchor can serve more time away from delivering her rigorous analysis program. Oh, the poor thing. Rachel Maddow is right? overworked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. God. At NBC News, Capitol Hill correspondent Casey Hunt left for a role at CNN Plus, CNN's soon-to-be launching streaming service. I don't know who the hell's going to subscribe to that, but anyways, Jen Swiss, Not me. Executive producer at Nightly, NBC Nightly News, ex- expected to land there as well in a senior role. Joanne Lamarca, executive producer of the Hoda and Jenna Hour of today, is leaving to spend more time with her family. CBS and ABC News abruptly cut their respective ties with the executive producers of CBS Evening News and Good Morning America, Jay Shaler and Michael Korn, without disclosing the reasons for their departure. Korn subsequently joined Nextar's News Nation as the president of news. The rise of digital technology allows newsers to try their hand at something completely different. Saley Shin, recently a senior editor at NBC News, left to join United Masters, a music technology company. In a few weeks, Dan Harris, the co-weekend, the weekend co-anchor at Good Morning America, will depart ABC News to devote time to a meditation business he has developed. So, bottom line, uh, if, if you're used to watching a, uh, you know, one of these fake news networks and their programming, don't expect your host or you know, they're going to be going anywhere and everywhere. So, you think they'll ask any of the new yeah. replacement applicants if they plan on getting pregnant? <laughs> I don't know whether that was brought up. It's a meditation uh, business. But I know the article also talks about Ma- Maureen Mayer, um, the veteran contributor of 48 Hours, also leaving the program earlier this year. Um, Lynn Smith um, le- leaving, um, you know, a longtime anchor with NBC and HLN, um, you know, l- look- looking to offer services as a media trainer. And then CNN's Poppy Harlow, you know, um, 
you know, try trying out something different. You know, if the, any of these anchors were smart, they were just going on to start their own podcast, <laughs> do their own damn thing. They don't need they don't need network news anymore. I don't know if they haven't got the message or not, but. Well, I think a lot of them would probably be searching for like PR jobs, like outside of television news. And I've seen that in a lot of like, like on the local level, like we've had like some veteran news personalities, like our longtime education reporter, Donna Lowry, who worked at 11 Alive, WXI TV. She secured jobs after her retirement with the Cobb County and Fulton County or Atlanta public school system. And then Kevin Rosen, who is a crime reporter at that same station, got a job with the FBI. And then Keith Whitney, who is a weekend anchor, briefly jumped over to CBS 46 before becoming the the spokesperson for the Atlanta mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms. And, 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 and it's happening in other markets, too. And then you have a lot of longtime news anchors, you know, see, seeing the handwriting on the wall that I would probably anticipate in the next few years, like names like Chuck Scarborough and Ernie Anastas in New York City. Um, as well as like Glenn Burns, the longtime chief meteorologist at Channel Two in Atlanta, you know, exploring retirement because you know they're they're probably like by now already in their sixties and seventies. Yeah, no, they they're getting up there, but I mean, because and you know how they're looking for like younger, more useful talents, and and it's like they, they don't care if you're qualified. They they, they like the eye candy. Oh, Thank you, Bert. Ice cream from Joe. You gotta love the Joe, the ice cream with Joe Biden over on D Live. Oh yeah, that that music is getting me in the mood, and that's not racist music either, folks. It's not uh, the music's not provided by dominant uh, groups. That's right. But anyways, what I was going with this is that if if these news anchors were smart, right? They've made uh-huh. the people in society know who the hell they are because they've been posted on nationwide on the network. Use that to your advantage. Go out on your own. Do your own shit. That way you don't have to spew the rhetoric of your network anymore. You have your own, you know, that is if they're intelligent enough, and I don't believe that Rachel Maddow is, but they can go on and say how they truly feel, and they have already gotten their audience. Well, and and, and another, another thing that people might not necessarily realize about television news that a lot of them do not really exactly have degrees like in mass communication and broadcast journalism a lot of them are believe it or not you know li- licensed attorneys or lawyers yep exactly so and and and, and a lot of and then like having like a like like a talent agent like if say you were like an actor or an actress like like a Meryl Streep or a or a Robert De Niro who you and I are no not big fans of you know you know basically they're talent agents um you know work like lawyers Get money 3D printed. Never had a lemon. I love the lemons. Lemon drops, lemon drops, lemon dropping lemons everywhere. <laughs> Doe says, just imagine a large ins- insertion Rachel Maddow only fans page. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Uh Pert, well, you're too kind. Yes, he, he's very kind with the uh the the uh ice cream and the lemons. I think he's giving BP a run for his money too. That he is, yes. Uh, but but uh, BP's good at d- dropping the diamonds. That, that yeah, BP is exceptional at that. Um, Prescott Bob says attorneys equal paid liars, and that's a hundred percent accurate as well. Um, um, Jeremy says the exact same thing too. Prescott Bob, that he does. Anywho, uh, Honeybee, thanks for liking the show. 
what is is the liking the show? Is that like the hearts thing in the new app upgrade or something? Yes. I don't know. Yes. Oh, okay. I was not aware. I, I I try to keep in touch with what's going on over on Podbean, but you old man, get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I have so many things that are going on. And, uh, it's very hard to keep up with uh, with that. I want to go check out uh, what's going on as far as the, our contest is going. I don't think anybody to, and kind of give people a rundown of what celebrity uh, celebrities have been picked thus far in our contest for our celebrity death pool. And if anybody's on life support yet. Right, exactly. <laughs> now keep in mind if you're uh, if you're in the show or you're just listening to it on a uh, download, you can participate absolutely free if you name the first 3, if you, basically how it goes. You list 3 celebrities that you think are going to die before the end of the year. If you're the first person with all 3 of your celebrities to die, you're going to win $100 cash. What if mine, I have one die three times, like they resuscitate them. Does that count? No, that is, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyways, um, you can have more than one entry, by the way. You just have to make uh, additional donations. Uh, here's, the, here's the list that we have so far that's up on the website. So uh, Aberrant has picked Betty White, Queen Elizabeth, and Bob Barker. Not bad. Producer Eric, you went with Tom Brokaw, Barbara Walters, and Angela Lansbury. Yes. Pert went with Queen Elizabeth, Dick Van Dyke, and Bob Barker. Dose went with Britney Spears, Betty White, and Harrison Ford. Honeybee went with Angela Lansbury, Sidney Poitier, and Norman Lloyd. Goose went with Joe Biden. <laughs> Who knows? That might have a shot. Jeff Bezos and Nancy Pelosi. Um, Mike went with Chuck Norris, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Chuck Schumer. I went with Betty White, Bob Barker, and Jimmy Carter. I still like my chances above anybody else's. But uh, we'll see. Jess Duck went with Bob Dole, Ed Asner, and Don King. And uh, Scooter went with Jimmy Carter, Queen Elizabeth, and Willie Nelson. So the two that I see the most on here is Queen Elizabeth and Bob Barker. Slightly, it was pointed out too. Uh, Norman Lloyd had passed, so Honeybee had changed that. She's looking up to see what her her change was. I don't know if you can make that or not. Yeah, I can. I can make that. Not not a problem. I, I was not aware that Norman Lloyd was dead. Look up the he name. Died in May and, I mean, he died. Oh. Damn it! He couldn't wait a month, could he? <laughs> what an inconsiderate <laughs> bastard! Damn it! <laughs> I know, right? Uh, James Alexander said, "Is the winner crowned the new Nostradamus?" Yeah, they could be. Uh, they'll be crowned uh, slightly Nostradamus. <laughs> hey, Dose has a pretty good pick there. Uh, who's female CNN reporter in Afghanistan? I want to put her on my list. <laughs> Christian Amanpour or somebody else. Iris Appel is who Honeybee says. Oh my god! A P F E L. She's some some lady with big round glasses, some designer. APF? APFEL, first name Iris. Iris, this is Iris calling. Iris. I-R-I-S. I, I can totally see uh, in my head that Iris is a whiner. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Like I think so. Oh, she, said, she said she's 99 years old, so she's playing the odds on that one. 
Oh, that's pretty good odds. But, but so is Betty White. Betty White is uh, 99, isn't she? Yes. Yeah. yeah honey, Honeybee said that was a bad pick. She's not going to pass. Ooh. Ooh, Betty, Betty, White. Betty yeah. White is AI. You think so? Yeah, she'll never die. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I like just, Joe Biden. She's not even real. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard Big Sex. Oh, see, uh, if Betty White, Big Sexy says, if Betty White is AI, then Big Sexy is the next Pope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he loves Betty White. Everybody loves Betty, but it, oh, there has to be. I love Dick Van Dyke, but I picked him. He's, you know, got to go sometime. Well, I love, I love Bob Barker. Um, yeah, come on down. Who's the one that gave me that joke? There was a Bob Barker joke. I forget what it was. Was that about St. Peter at the gate? I did that last night. Oh, yeah, that was the one. Yeah, not, thanks. That was, I, I still re- I remember half of it. It was pretty damn good. But I mean, but you know, Betty White, how old is Jimmy Carter? I, you know, the way looking at Jimmy Carter, you'd think he's a hell of a lot older than Betty White is. I think he's 96 years old. Damn. He looks over 100. He does. He's the past the five years. I mean, granted, he's way up there, but the past five years, he's like, really aged more than what five years would you would think you know because remember it wasn't that long ago slightly he was out building houses for habitat for humanity and he was in his 80s yeah well you know what it, what it is about betty white it's all the injections that she took over the years all the facelifts oh i'm glad you clarified yeah yeah <laughs> not to not the booster shots and all that i'm not talking about those injections do you guys think that Betty White, uh, I wonder if Betty White took her COVID-19 vaccine. I, when you're that old, do you just say, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. or, or as Mia Farrow would say, possibly. Yeah. I mean, I'm just curious. So I'd be interested to know if like her and Bob Barker, if they all went and got uh, COVID shots. I mean, then again, I mean, if you're at that age, you're probably not going outside your house very often. No, I mean, you know, my, my father, before he passed away, he was taking medication to lower his sugar level and everything. And if you said something to him about it, it was kind of brought up, you know, Hey, I'm late eighties. Why do I care? Yeah. He, no, know, I, he wants to enjoy it. I almost feel the same way at age 43. <laughs> yeah. Take your blood pressure medicine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Doe says Betty White should start an OnlyFans page before it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> You mean before she dies or before they don't allow more any more porn? I'm not sure which one you're talking about there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just got a horrible picture of Bob Barker and Betty White on uh, OnlyFans. Oh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. <laughs> not a good visual. Anywho, what do you got planned for the weekend there, Bert? Anything exciting? Um. Down in Florida for the weekend. Going to try and, yeah, I got to fix a toilet. That's going to be real exciting. Really? What's wrong with it? It does that continuously. That's what's wrong with it. Really? It's, it's, it's flushing nonstop. It just, yeah, it just keeps, just keeps running. Oh my God. That's that, that's an expensive water bill. It can be. Yeah. Well, just, uh, you know, I I don't know. Then hopefully we can make it to the uh, post office to get something out to the West coast too. Oh, the post office. Yeah, they're, they're still working there. Thank God. They don't make much money. Uh, you, you know, neither does any government agency. But I, I can't make 
They're what? But they're here to help. They are, yeah. Just like your government is. They're always yeah. to help. <laughs> so, I don't know what we're doing this weekend. I know uh, we're making more beef jerky. We're still got the ball rolling on that. Might visit the uh, the, the fam bam. We'll see. Uh, might try to see uh, go visit dad over the weekend. How far away is that? Um, five miles. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, he's like a 10, 15 minute drive. Probably 10, 10 minute drive. You know, here in California, it takes forever to get even five miles down the road. Is your dad retired already? Oh, no. He's still, uh, he's out building homes for uh, a nice big, you know, uh, big uh, manufacturer out of the East Coast that loves to build, uh, I don't know, they build high rise luxury apartments, as they're called nowadays. Oh, wow. They used to they used to build uh, you know condos and townhomes, but uh, they kind of uh, thought otherwise. And a better way to go about it is why are we building it and then selling it off when we can build them and like charge rent to everybody? Oh, so they're okay, and then then sell them thirty years later. (laughs) That's a hell of an idea. Oh yeah, they 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 can uh, they can buy and buy and hold property uh, pretty pretty easily and swiftly. Well, you you rent them out to pay for their, all the construction and the bills, and then after they appreciate, sell them off for all the gain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's how Smart they. Smart idea. And uh, Prescott Bob asked if we're going to be out searching for properties. Um, I have to. Uh, Big sexy and I have to talk about that. We might we might uh, peek around the properties uh, over the weekend. Um, I've been looking. How much at- is- Sorry. Oh, I was, I've been looking on the phone at different properties, but uh, we'll probably talk about that. What was your question, Kurt? I was going to ask Prescott Bob, what stuff go over there in, uh, in Arizona for a square foot? Can't be as much as it is in California. Oh, no. I was looking at, you, for like, for the same, you know, around $750,000 here in San Diego, you could... You could buy the same square footage in Arizona or Nevada for about three hundred and fifty thousand. Jeez. Well, I'm sure if you went up to Northern California where that Dixie fire is, you could get a hell of a deal on a fixer upper. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to build her upper. It might be burnt yeah. around. But even the- completely furnished. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, and and I can't believe it because. It absolutely has nothing to do out here in San Diego with what the structure looks like. It could be a fucking crackerjack box. Yeah. It's the land that's valuable. And for a crackerjack box, a thousand square foot crackerjack box, you're looking at like at least three, four hundred thousand dollars. And uh, you know, no matter what. Uh I mean, hell, even a mobile home. Is like three hundred thousand dollars over here. It's, it's not bad if you stay off the water, but if you get on the key out by the water, some of those lots you could pay anywhere from one to three million or even more before you put the house on it. Well, out here it's hard to buy the land. Most places you uh, you know if you're trying to buy a mobile home, uh, you're you're more times than not going to rent and lease the land. Yeah, and if you're going to do that. I mean, think to yourself, folks, does that really make financial sense? You might as well just go rent an apartment. I mean, that's I, still, I still say if you're going to be out there, just get you one of those nice tour buses all set up and go wherever you want to go and do your show on the road, traveling vape shop, traveling cook show, everything. 
Oh my God. The big sexy would love it. He, he's been talking about, cause he loves to cook so much. He, he wants to, he's mm-hmm. thinking like, uh, what are, what are those called? Um, uh, food trucks. Oh yeah. 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 He wants to, maybe he'll do a food truck. Uh, honeybee said those are extremely profitable. Oh, did you hear that there? Big sexy. And if, and if he's going to work it, he's got a personality that he would be swamped. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think in case, um, anybody missed it this morning, um, the, the old man's podcast brought back the cooking with Dina Joe and Grammy shows that come on monthly. Um, hopefully big sexy might tune in for the next one and might participate. Um, because if you look at his Instagram, you, you see pictures of his delicious dishes, as well as some of his um, outdoor adventures. Wow, very cool. Prescott's next door neighbor just sold for 355 a square foot. 355 a square foot. I'm, I'm going to do the math on that. So 300. And how many square feet is that? Well, Total. Slightly is going to figure out based on what he's looking at out there. So we'll say 1,200 square feet would be 426,000. 3,200 square feet. Oh, 3,200 square feet at 355? Multiply that by 355, yes. Wow. You must be living in an expensive neighborhood, uh, Prescott Bob. 3,200 square feet? That's a mansion. So 355, that's over a million dollars, right? That's 1.13 million. Or 1.1 million, I'm sorry. That's a good size. That's a good size house, though. Yeah, that's a healthy home. I mean, uh, but I'll put that in perspective. For about 2,400 square feet here on the coast, you're looking at 2.5 million. So, a waterfront property is going to be be very viable real estate, too. Well, it's still a couple blocks. I'm telling you, it's still a couple blocks to the beach, but Mm -hmm. coast. Wow! Like if you were more inland or in a rural area, it it would probably be cheaper if it's like a smaller plot of land compared to a large plot of land, which would probably be more. Yeah, definitely inland uh, is uh, quite a bit less expensive. Um, but when you get to the cities like San Diego and Los Angeles and San Francisco, it, urban living is going to be a lot more expensive compared to rural and suburban. Correct. That is one hundred percent. Unless the, unless the suburban area is is largely affluent you know depending on the area correct um, because like here here in georgia like in in the atlanta area like that you have like affluent you know suburbs to the north like like in cobb and north fulton and north decab and north gwinnett like you'd have names like milton and john's creek and Roswell and alpharetta like if you ever came here yeah i've never been out there but um what was, uh, is dirt cheap Prescott Bob in the chat was saying that uh, the asking price of that home was nine hundred twenty-five thousand, and they got one point one three million for it. That's one of the things I was actually talking to my uh, aunt. She does a lot of uh, mortgage mortgage lending. She's a mortgage wholesaler, and what's going on at least here in San Diego and apparently in Arizona as well is that the market is on fire right now. People that are selling their homes are getting. You know, like in uh, Prescott's example, you know the listing price is nine hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. There's people coming in and overbidding by a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars for it. In Prescott's case, just to get the hell out of California, looks like. Yeah, I, I 
I I'll be honest with you. I've been, I've been looking at other places aside from just San Diego. So, hey Prescott, how's the vape shop business in the, your area? There? <laughs> I told Smiley they're all over, over down here in Florida. Come on. Yeah, I know. That's that Florida would be a hell of a jaunt, though. Oh my god. Well, I, well, I know Florida and Texas is where I know a lot of people are flocking to, as long as they leave their politics behind. Yeah. Yeah, Prescott says there's vape shops there. I, I know a couple of them over there. What what part of uh, Arizona are you near? Like Phoenix, uh, the Phoenix area? My sister lived over in Phoenix for a little while. I bet he's in Prescott. Oh, he might be in Prescott. Because yeah. I've already asked him that question before. <laughs> and it's Prescott Bond. My sister lived over there. She had a beautiful house, but I mean, she's since moved back to San Diego. But uh, I don't know. We'll see. You know, Big Sexy's well, very particular in what he lives in. So. Well, our free think friend Ray is, you know, as you know, him and his other half have maybe explored if, you know, if, you know, like getting out of San Diego completely along with their new like property on the other side of the border. They thought about maybe Las Vegas, perhaps the suburb of Henderson. Henderson is a nice area. Uh, I have friends that live in Henderson. Uh, they do have some nice homes there. I would really love to live in Seven Hills, which mm-hmm. is. It's a little, a little bit more expensive in that area, but uh, it's, you know, it's not like tracked homes. It's more custom, uh, custom built homes out there. But the two things that are important: we need to have a nice kitchen for Big Sexy because he loves to cook, and we need to make sure that uh, uh, you know, a nice size master bedroom, and we have to make sure that there's some uh, space to plant some plants. Those are those are the three requirements. If you ask me, I just need a roof over my head. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm, I'm simple. But uh, anyways, uh, how, are, how are home prices in Florida? Are they on the up and up? Up and up as far as going up and up? Oh, yeah. Oh, Honeybee just found you guys a place for $14 million out on the beach. <laughs> oh, my God. $14 million. <laughs> I mean, if you want to live in in you know off the beach you can pick something up for about 400 500,000 is you know decent oh, oh can you hear this you can get it for about 2500 square feet for 625,000 oh that's pretty good price that's not bad now i was thinking about it because you know as we know the inflation is uh, just beginning we i think we all know that there's going to be more inflation coming our way and i haven't really discussed it with my aunt but my, I automatically in my head assume, and tell me if I'm wrong, what you guys think. If there's going to be inflation, that means home prices are going to be going up because the value of your dollar is worth less. Yeah, everything goes up because the cost of building a home, too, is going to go up. It already is going up. Right. Lumber's like, yeah, lumber's gone up like unbelievable. Housing, I don't know, is probably up 30% as, as to what it would cost you to build a house a year or two ago. Oh yeah, my my uh, uh, my father. He he uh, purchased a home about eight months ago. Have I shared this yet? No. Uh uh-uh. No. So he I, bought- I, maybe you've shared it with Big Sexy a few times, from what I heard, but not with <laughs> yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he bought uh, you know he's uh, over in a nice area for one point seven million. In seven months, he's made seven hundred thousand dollars. It's gone up to about two point five. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? 
God, why, why can't I get lucky? That's that's like jumping on board of like GameStop at five dollars and it going to two hundred dollars a share. Or that's like buying into Dogecoin. At, uh, no, forget that one slightly. Unbelievable, Pern. Why you gotta go into that? But you know what? I will say that Dogecoin, uh, the Doji boy, he's doing okay at this hour. He's uh, he's circling around thirty two point three cents a uh, coin right now, as you see there. So. He's up about uh, 12 cents from about two weeks ago. But, anywho, yeah. A gain's a gain. It is. A, a, a win is We're rolling right now. Look at that. Just autumn, look at that ticker. Just up, up, up. Up, up, up. It's gone up uh, a quarter of a percent over the past hour. Yeah. <laughs> Think where you'll be in 24 hours. Uh, probably back to zero. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, over the past week, it's been up 12.3%. So that's nice. Cool. Yeah. And over the past month, it's gone up 86%. So you never know. It's all about the fun and games until uh, we, we kick the can and uh, go underneath the ground. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the journey that's ex- the exciting part of life. So try to make sure you enjoy every single minute of it. And uh Yeah. So I don't know. Um, house prices house prices are up. Mortgages are down around two point nine percent. I expect them. Uh, you know, the the Fed is going to increase the mortgage rates here by the end of the year, I believe. So we'll see what happens. Do you guys do you guys own or or, or rent a, uh, where where you reside? Well, we, I rent we a room for four hundred. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say we rent from the bank. If you know what I mean. Very so we good. own. Yeah, yeah, that's basically yeah another form of it. And uh, Eric, for four hundred and twenty-five dollars, gosh, where do I sign? I mean, that? I rent a room. Um, it includes like utilities and stuff. Um, you know, and then I spend a hundred dollars a month on my phone bill, and then I've already got my car insurance paid up for at least till February. Wow, that's good. Does does the rent come with uh with, with housekeeping? Um, I think me and the other housemates are responsible for our own housekeeping. For the most part. Wow, 425 is more than your house payment comings? Unbelievable. Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> right? He lives in Alabama slightly. Housing there is about a nickel a square foot. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, hey, if he wants to come on and, and talk about that, he's more than welcome to, right? Slightly. Yeah, he lives in Alabama. Oh, they, they've got places down in Alabama and Mississippi that they're decent houses. That you can buy for like forty, fifty thousand, and fix up, and you know, do a flip. Let's talk to uh, Cummings's culture to see how how his house payment is only three hundred seventy five dollars a month. Did you put like a couple hundred thousand dollars down, or what? No, nah, dude. Like housing is not that expensive here. Um, like with uh, with my um, with my land taxes and my uh, insurance all rolled into one because that's just the way we did our mortgage because it was. Um, you know, who wants to keep up with having to pay insurance? But, um, we just, uh, we just rolled everything to one. I pay $530 a month and that's everything. Wow. Big sexy. We could pay like three or four homes over there for that much. Oh my God. We'll, we'll be next door neighbors soon enough. You know what a million dollar home looks like in Alabama? I, 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 I don't tell. I've never been a million dollar home in Alabama looks exactly like the ten to fifteen million dollar homes you see out there in Los Angeles. Yep. Wow. 
Yeah, it's like a, a, for a million dollars, you can get a you can get a home here in Alabama with a with like a movie theater and some of them even have. I've seen a, I've seen a house that sold for like I think it was like one point I think it was one point one million and it was on the river. Do I, and, do I my own like landing strip and all that for that price? Oh, so dude, for four million, you can buy the whole state. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> but the housing. The the housing is, is is definitely is definitely a lot cheaper than it is everywhere else, but it's going up. I, I've started to see now, like where uh, like my house, we gave like seventy nine thousand dollars for the house. Okay, and um, now that they're saying that they're they're saying now that our house is worth over a hundred thousand since we bought it and we've done nothing to it, like it was move in ready because it was completely renovated. That's awesome! Oh, that's yeah. great. So, so for an extra million, I could be the go- the governor of that state too, probably. No, I don't know about that. Uh, hey, Cummings, he's white. <laughs> and that's got nothing. I mean, I'm telling you. Oh my! I don't know. Well, um, you know, and I know you're not too impressed with your governor either, Cummings. Which I mean, I don't blame you because I'm not too impressed with my governor either. No, nah, she's in the closet, bro. In the closet. Yeah, she's a, never mind. I can't say it. But. Well, hey, th- let her know that it's the thing to be now. Look at Superman. He's coming out of the closet, too. She's like, I mean, come on. Everybody knows. I mean, if you don't know that she is, then I mean, you know. I, I mean, she she's never been married. She She's never had any kids. She never talks about, you know, and, and, and if you're, if you know people in Montgomery, they sort of tell you, but you know, it's just like a big no, no to talk about. Oh, well, you know, BP says his governor is a complete idiot. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tom Wolf is his governor. Hey, there's no other bigger idiot than the governor here in California folks. So, yeah. uh, uh, excuse me. Yes. Commander in Chaos there, Biden. No, no, I said governor. No. Oh, you're yes. Um, Nuisance, remember? Yeah, Governor Nuisance. Hashtag uh, yes on recall. Make sure you Mm -hmm. do that in California. Hell, even if you don't, you might as well uh, try to get a hold of some ballots because you know dead people are going to probably vote too. So, you know, me and John Devito did this not too long ago. We were texting back and forth about the housing market and stuff. Yeah. And he sent me a picture of a house that was identical to my house. And um, it was like, I think it was like 275000 there. Oh, that's not bad. And we were talking, but we were talking about the, the housing price difference. And like John's home in Alabama, like I sent him a picture of a home that was like one hundred and fifty grand here. And yeah. he was like, oh my God, dude. He was like, I gave like two two ninety for this house. Oh yeah, oh I believe that. Yeah, it's crazy. But then, I, then I got to think, what the hell would I do in Alabama? No, you could live on. You could listen, dude. Let me tell you, you could live in Foley. Hurtwe knows about Foley. Mm-hmm. Foley, Foley is beautiful. But then is I that close to Huntsville, or is that near Birmingham, Montgomery? No, that's near the beach. That's right outside Gulf Shores. But then I have um, to do tornadoes and shit. Nah, not in Foley. You just have to deal with hurricanes. Yeah, but keep this in mind slightly. With a hurricane, you got to keep, you know, you know about two weeks ahead of time and you can keep an eye on them. Tornadoes, you know about 30 seconds before they're hitting. Yeah, so you're not. Give kidding. me the hurricanes anytime. 
But either was, way, but either way, I have to. I might have to replace my house. I was right standing now, on you the, might get swallowed up by San Andreas. What's the difference? I was standing on my back porch one time slightly. This is a hundred percent truth. I was standing on my back porch, and I was standing there smoking, and I was looking and like this is winter time, right? And there's a storm coming through. But I mean, like, there's no tornado sirens. There's no news anchors going crazy on television. Nothing. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at it and I know it's getting really bad out there. And there's a lot of lightning all of a sudden. And I look over there and I'm like, is that a tornado? And then I was like, yeah, that's a tornado. So I throw down my cigarette and I run in the house. I tell my wife, I said, hey, there's a tornado. And I don't even get it out of my mouth, good man. And it's just like, there's wind. I thought, oh, God, this thing's right on top of us. But it went up the road behind us. And, um, man, let me tell you, they, they just pop up at a moment's notice. I would rather deal with a hurricane any day than a tornado. Now, hey. for both hurricanes and tornadoes, do you go down to, like, the basement where Biden goes? You don't go in a basement for a hurricane. You get the hell out of the area. We don't have basements Yeah, in Yeah, and honeybee just brought – we don't have basements in Florida. But, but hurricane, wouldn't you be safe, you huh? be safe even with either one in a basement? No. Hurricane oh. brings, brings water surge. You die from oh, drowning. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you're not even really safe from a tornado in a basement either, because if the if the tornado blows the house right way the right way and the house collapses, it can collapse into the basement. Yeah. yeah. See, yeah. At, see, at least with earthquakes, you just fall through the cracks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about like having earthquakes where you're at slightly um you and Big Sexy have to know how to shut off the gas and water meters to keep the house from catching on fire. Yes, yeah, that's a, that's extremely important to know where your gas shut off is. Yes. So, oh, he doesn't know where they're at. Now eh, we'll just let it burn. It's okay. You know what I think is hilarious though? What's that? It was Hurricane Ivan. Perwy, do you remember Ivan? Yeah, I was covering two thousand four. I was covering a Panhandle, and Pensacola was my route, and it looked like World War. Four had been through there when Ivan came through. So a lot of people, a lot of people ran up into my area, like thinking like they would come up here for the motels and stuff, thinking that they would be safe. Yeah. Okay. And they get here, right? And Hurricane Ivan's coming up through here. And my, I remember my grandpa saying, he's like, these people are stupid. Don't they know that that thing can still be a hurricane when it gets up here? It's happened before. Yep. And so like my town is flooded, dude. Ivan makes landfall, comes all the way up central Alabama and all that. It gets up here to where I'm at in northern Alabama. It's still a Category 1 hurricane. That's crazy. I don't know. Well, we're probably going to stay in Southern California or somewhere nearby. I don't think we're going to be traveling too many states over. But, uh, we'll see what I hear East Tennessee is a nice place. Oh, you guys would fit in good in oh, West yeah. Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, we're not going to Oregon. That's the last fucking place. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> he said we're going to go to Oregon where there's no state taxes. There's other states that I know that are better that don't have state taxes. Tennessee and Florida have no state taxes. Tennessee doesn't. Well, Nevada doesn't taxes. either. Texas doesn't either. The, the casinos pay enough uh, in in their taxes. They they cover everybody else's. Oh God, he said Nevada doesn't have. Beautiful trees that you can hug. They don't have trees at all in Nevada, hardly. I mean, <laughs> pretty, they unless they're brought in to, you know, decorate the casinos with, it seems like. Mm, Nevada's, uh, Nevada's forced, uh, 
forestry out there in Nevada is about like Biden's economy is dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though, like um, for um, and it's not necessarily, I don't know, they're not trees or anything, but inside the Bellagio, every season they have new arrangements of flowers and stuff like that. It's really beautiful. So you can always just go to, down to the casino and look at some beautiful arrangements there. Mm-hmm. And pass hey, the prostitutes and wave at them and say, hey, nice bush on the way up there. Uh, well that's what they'll they'll probably be uh, a lot more of them heading to Nevada now now that they're not going to have their outlet of OnlyFans.com anymore for their uh, for their porn so Jeremy what do you I read about that too huh what are you going to do with your page on there Jeremy uh, I, I don't know if I've got a page on there. Somebody created me one, so I don't know about it. Um, I, I remember when 2K created one for Slightly, but I don't know if it's still up and running or not. I have no idea. I've never checked into that. But <laughs> Me neither. You know, Biden, Biden endorsed the mayor from Birmingham, by the way. Did you hear about that? What? Oh, I heard. Yeah, Biden was endorsing the mayor from Birmingham. Like, Birmingham is like, Birmingham, like you can't watch the first 48 and not know about Birmingham, Alabama. Like you don't go in Birmingham at night by yourself. Yeah, I've never watched the first 48. I usually go around Birmingham, like when I'm coming from Knoxville and going over to uh, Columbus, Mississippi. Yeah, never go into Birmingham by yourself and never go into Bessemer. If you ever come to Alabama, do not get out of the car in Bessemer and keep your doors locked. I didn't know that about Bessemer. Bessemer is a terrible area. Um, you'll have people walk up to your car while you're uh, at a at a stoplight at a red light. You'll have people walk up to your car and try to open the door. Really? Yeah, like they they try not in a good way either, right? No, 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 no. Even in uh, even in the like the uh, hospitals and stuff. Yeah. Um, like at at night, like they have they they tell you they advise you not to walk. Like if you're a woman, don't come. And walk out of your car, walk out at night in the hospitals, you know, to your car and stuff. Even though some of them are right downtown Birmingham, there's one that's on the other side. I think it's Princeton. Yeah, it's Princeton Medical Center in Birmingham. Yeah, you don't go, you don't go in that area at night by yourself. That's crazy. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad down there in Birmingham. But Biden said that he endorsed the mayor, and uh, he was talking about how many jobs he's created. I was like, yeah. He created jobs for the prostitutes, for the drug dealers, for the gang members. Wow. I'm, and dude, Birmingham is, you can talk about California all day, but I think it's pretty much everywhere. Like anywhere you've got Democrats in control, it's just crime ridden cities. That's crazy. Yeah, it's. I, I know. Uh, I know Joe Biden is trying to uh, give uh, Governor Newsom uh, an endorsement, and uh, there's a lot of people, a lot of the Democrats, uh, telling Newsom, "Hey, don't be fucking letting him say anything for you because it's just a death wish coming at you." I hope he does. I hope he endorses him. I hope Newsom gets voted out, and I hope you get a new governor. Well, Newsom said. Oh, that, yeah. Newsom said that uh, Biden has done such a fantastic job thus far. So, I mean, it shows you how out there he is. I hope you get a black governor, by the way. I do, too. Larry Elder's the who's got my vote right now. <laughs> hey, you know what? Gavin Newsom, he needs to take his uh, he needs to take that critical race theory from Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let uh, release your power. Yeah, to a minority. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Anywho, I think we're going to wind things up, start the weekend out, and uh, I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Do you have any plans for the weekend, Jeremy? Uh, no, not really. I was going to go to the Trump rally, but man, we're, we're having the Franklin County COVID Fest. Um, oh, fun! Oh, dude, this is, it's, it's pitiful. I, I'm not going down there because my wife, you know, that's why we're not going to the Trump rally. Is because my wife, you know, she's dealing with a little bit of medical condition and she doesn't want to get sick and I don't blame her and I'm not going to put her in harm's way if she don't feel, you know. Yeah, if you don't feel sick, don't go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way everybody should be. You know, let them have what they want to have. But, I mean, my God, dude, we've got 20,000 people downtown right now. Nobody's got on a mask. And I had somebody call me just about an hour ago and say, hey, yeah. I was like, yeah. They were like, I, I was just down at the at the COVID fest and I've seen 10 people that I just tested that tested positive like three days ago and they're not wearing a mask, just walking around. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm going to stick to my guns on this. Uh, yeah, and I know everybody's, uh, all against it, but the mask, unless it's an N95 mask, it's not doing much folks. I get that. But what I, 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 I what I'm getting at though, is these people that are testing positive, like, Dude, just stay at home. Right. No, I agree with you 100% like that. Yeah, they shouldn't be out and about. They should be quarantining at home. And uh, That's why. That's what's going to lead to these freaking passports, I'm telling you, is because people think that they're defying government when actu- in actuality, I think they're falling right into the trap. Did, have you heard what the hell's going on down in Australia and New Zealand? Yeah, I've heard. You think that shit has been bad here in the United States? Starting that's- Monday, we'll start to uh, let you know what's going on over there. What happens when you give up your guns? But they had one case. Yeah, just because of one case. Everything's fucking locked down. No freedom whatsoever over there. We're going to be dealing with this virus till Jesus comes back. Let me just go ahead and tell you. I agree. It's going to be just like the the annual flu. It's here to stay. We need to learn how to uh, deal with it and uh, live with it. But the difference between Australia and the United States, if we didn't have guns... We would be in the same position as the Australians and people in New Zealand are in right now. The only reason, because you know, as, a, as fact, if the government could do what they're doing over in Australia, they would do it in a heartbeat. And just like this coming September 14th, if Californians do not recall the governor, holy fuck, shit will hit the fan. Governor Newsom will lock everything down and shut businesses down and your freedoms are done. They're toast. And you can start welcoming in vaccine passports in the state. Guaranteed. Mark my words. But, uh, we'll, well you know, here, here's hoping that Joe Biden's going to endorse um, Gavin Newsom so it can be Gavin Newsom's kiss of death. I hope so. But, uh, you know, maybe I should wait till September 14th to decide where we're going to move. Oh, and September 14th, that's my nephew Luke's birthday. Oh, that'll be it. Hopefully, it'll be a good day to celebrate. Yeah, um, he will be 12 years old. Coming up, like Honeybee has a question for you. She wanted wanted to know, how how long did it take for your hair to grow back? Uh, I started losing hair in December, and, um, and it's just now started where I'm starting to need weekly haircuts again. So from December to August. At the end of August, pretty much, when it really started growing again. I mean, I I would go three months and not even get a haircut because it was just 
It, it would get long on the ears, but then the back was falling out. That's, did, you, yeah. did you say that you got your second uh, vaccine shot today? They wouldn't give it to me. Why? Because I had a stuffy nose, and they said that it would make symptoms worse. So they said that to come back when I'm feeling the best. Wow. Yeah. So they, they you're it, feeling the best, so you can feel like crap. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's the legitimate reason why. Wow. Because they tell you it's going to make you sick. They they a hundred they're a hundred percent truthful with you on that. They'll tell you this is going to make you sick. Did you ask them? But right before you get the shot, you should ask them. I would love to hear what their specific, you know, quote unquote answer is. Ask them, is this safe? Oh, uh, yeah, they tell you. They tell you that it's safe. Yeah, they tell you that it's safe. Wow. Yeah, they, they admit that it. they'll sit there and they'll say, I asked that girl and I was like, is it safe? She goes, yeah, I took it. And she goes, everybody knows this is safe. Hmm. So. <laughs> Just Cummings, I know you have this in you. When you go back, you can ask them if it's safe again. And if they say something like I took it or whatever, just think of something to ask them. Like, so your ears were always that big or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I thought about it. my my sister went with me the first time I took it. And she said it was like I told my sister that I, I told my sister because the girl that was giving me the shot, I knew her. Right. Yeah. And I was going to tell her, I was going to say, well, it sure didn't help your boobs because they sure have shrunk since high school. But my sister wouldn't let me do it. She was staring at me and like kicking me under the table the entire time. And Honeybee said that her pulmonologist said, if it doesn't make you sick, it may not have created antibodies for you. Yeah. yeah. And I'm scared of it because I had COVID arm the first time. And I'm telling you, you don't want that stupid COVID arm. That stuff hurts. But I, I and I don't I don't get it because there's half the uh, you know healthcare officials are saying that if you've got COVID nineteen in the past, you have a lot more antibodies than any shot is going to give you. So I don't know. I didn't have any antibodies. Is the reason I took the shot. Yours finally ran out. Yeah, mine finally natural. The natural antibodies finally ran out. They will eventually. I mean, I I have to say they're probably telling the truth on that because I went from. August of last year, and then when they first came out with the antibody test, because they were coming out with a shot, you know, they were telling me, take it, take it, take it. And I mean, I told y'all, they, they gave me the antibody test, and the doctor was like, you've got antibodies. I'm not giving you a shot when you got antibodies. Hmm. So eventually it got to the point where I didn't have any. And he was like, listen, this is your lungs last time. This is your, you know, he was like, they're recovering. But he was like, I don't know, buddy. That's crazy. Well, I hope you uh, feel better so you can uh, start feeling sick for your second vaccine mm-hmm. shot. And yeah. <laughs> but we're going to close things out. I'm, I'm out of coffee, and uh, the show's over, and we're going to wrap things up. You need a bigger um, mug. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is big enough, I'm sure. Okay. Uh, I'll get uh, yelled at if I have more coffee, so we'll uh, just leave it at that. Uh, any final words? Jeremy, you have any final words for us tonight? Um. No. All right. Well, don't die this weekend. Don't die. (laughs) Thanks. I I thought that was Michaela's line. Remember? (laughs) (laughs) I I think we decided to steal it from her, right? Oh my gosh! I don't remember her. I don't know who you're talking about. (laughs) I have no idea. (laughs) I I tend to forget that portion of the slightly serious show. You know, those were the dark days. Those were the dark and yeah, scary. I know, right? I appreciate you calling in, but I hope you have a good weekend. Uh, you too. 
And uh, make sure someone needs to follow Jeremy because he's still at 666 followers. So um, convince Big Sexy to do it if he hasn't already. Yeah. E- either that or you know what, Jeremy? I'll just unfollow so you're not at 666. <laughs> 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 Producer Eric, you have any final thoughts? Well, great, great shows always. Look forward to coming back next week. You know, same time, same place as always. All right. Well, have a fantastic week in producer Eric and uh, Pert. Any uh, any final thoughts as we end our another week of August? No. Yeah, well, you know how it was raining earlier when we called in. We we're having storms and problems with the internet. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Honeybee looked over at me. She goes, "Moose are falling outside. Moose are falling outside." I said, "No, hon. That's reindeer." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I don't know where you come up with these, but that's really good. Hey, Johnny Blaze, we're just getting the hell out of here now that you showed up, but I appreciate you uh, tuning in uh, for the last minute. And uh, we'll be back Monday at 930 Eastern time. Until then, if you need more content, download some previous episodes, check out the Twitter, Twitter at slightly serious or go over to slightlyshow.com. Enter our contest for the celebrity. What is it? Celebrity pool. Death pool. That's what we're calling it. And uh, check us out over there and uh, the content that we've uh, D live and Twitch. Yes, D live. Make sure you follow us over on D live, D live.tv forward slash slightly underscore serious. And uh, we'll, we'll be back on Monday. I hope you have an enjoyable rest of the weekend and come back on Monday. And uh, I don't know, stay out of trouble, make some new friends, uh-huh. be kind to one another, and stay away from the COVID. Until then, God bless and God bless America. Stay classy, podcast friends. It's tonight's show. Not all content is endorsed by Slightly. However, if you'd like to contact me for any reason, email us over at slightlyseriousshow at gmail.com or hit us up on social media. Don't forget to share the show and help us grow our audience. And remember, we mean that in the most serious way. Until the next time, good night, everybody. And remember, I love you. And I love your show.